You're listening to Q Radio on RMR 89.7 FM. Hello and welcome back to Right on Q, brought to you by Q Radio. My name is Naomi Gruen and I'm your host. In case you forgot since the last time you heard my voice, we come to you from the vibrant town of Makanda in the Eastern Cape of South Africa. This podcast brings you the best stories of the day for those of you who didn't get an opportunity to tune into our live shows. Q is a multimedia collaboration brought to you by Grocott's Mail, The Critter, Rhodes Music Radio, the National Arts Festival, and the Rhodes University School of Journalism and Media Studies. Our reporters have been out and about come rain or shine to keep you updated on what's happening at this year's National Arts Festival. In this, our second episode, you'll hear from Luvuyo Yanta about his involvement in children's and community theatre, National Arts Festival CEO Monica Newton, residents and their expectations, and one of our very own Q writers, Jenna Kretzman, talks to us about a production that left her soul feeling revived. Keep listening and don't miss your cue. Right on cue, hashtag NAF 2022. Lavoyo Yanta is passionate about children's theatre. He is committed to using theatre to bridge the gap between under-resourced schools and those that are more privileged. I spoke to Lavuyo about his upcoming production for the National Arts Festival and the roles community theatre and children's theatre play in our society. Children's productions are different. You know, you, you've got you've got shows for very very young children, and into for for children and for for slightly older people for youth. So I'd like to think that you know that that the the children's stories are fun. My name is Luvuyo Yanda. I'm a theatre director based in Grahamstown. I work for the drama department part-time. Um, I'm the director of, of Betty and the Yeti, which is going to be playing uh, at the National Arts Festival. I am also a, a youth representative for Asitech South Africa. What do you think the significance of children's theatre is? Um, sometimes the stories have a lesson, not all the time, but sometimes they have a lesson. For instance, in this story, we, it, it teaches us about, uh, about accepting people, about overcoming our fears and, and, and becoming brave, you know, and winning. Um, so you get an opportunity to experience those, those things. You get an, an opportunity to, to watch that happening in front of you, teaching people something and also just allowing people to just enjoy themselves, just have fun. I think that's a really nice thing and I think sometimes we as adults we kind of err on things being very serious and forget that there are ways to learn things through fun and through enjoyment and maybe this is a really good example of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, it's it's put in a way that it's got music, that, you know, that some message is happening in songs, that some moments are comic, so, so, so that we, we can enjoy ourselves and as, as well as maybe learning something. And as you say, that sometimes we don't always have to be serious all the time. Some things can be fun, but also maybe sometimes educational. But we know we're not pushing the, the education here. We just want people to come and experience something different and maybe learn from it. How would you then describe the the links between children's theatre, the community, and the youth? Obomis and Cape Drama Company is is affiliated with the Rhodes University. There's a project called VUCA. So basically, um, people go to schools and to schools that don't have drama teachers and teach and teach those kids 
drama. I think what Rhodes is trying to do is trying to level up the planes. Because some schools have drama teachers and those schools don't have drama teachers. So it's, it's an opportunity for, 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 for this side of town to work with that side of town. So in a way, there, there's, there's a cohesion or a collaboration that's happening. Take, for instance, the, the, the kids in the township. There's a lot of talent there. But you know what Rhodes does? Is, is that when they engage with them, they, they're not engaging to tell them what to do. They facilitate the process by, by, um, by maybe adding uh, skills development, you know. Uh, with, with talent, you need technique. What they do is that they facilitate that process by giving you skills, you know, to develop what you already have, to develop that talent. So the link between the two becomes easy when you look at it in that way. When we're there to facilitate processes and there to listen to what the, to what the schools need. So in the um, greater scheme of things, what would you say the purpose of community theatre is? It's about sharing stories. It's about creating a, a space where information is shared at, a, at an equal level. It does create a platform where people can talk about these issues. I mean, what we go through as communities might be different, but people get an opportunity to see, to see themselves through the people that are playing on stage. You, you get to check yourself because you get a mirror. You get to see your stories being played by other people. If you had to send a message out to all the people coming here for festival, taking part in the festival activities, what would you say to them? Come and watch our shows, you know, and enjoy yourself. Stay safe because it's COVID. Different productions will bring in different experiences. So, so we can make this festival, you know, memorable. And remember to come, to, to come and watch my show, Betty in the Yeti, on the 29th of June. Uh, 30th of June, last one, 1st July, 10 o'clock. Echoing what Luvuyo has said about the importance of children's theatre, our reporter Simpiwe Maholejo spoke to the National Arts Festival CEO Monica Newton about the reintroduction of Schools Fest and the importance of having a diverse range of performances available. The 2022 National Arts Festival returns to Makanda with a diverse lineup of exciting shows and activities for all its attenders. Chief Executive Officer Monica Newton honors the hosting of artists from different walks of life, starting right here in the Eastern Cape. We always do try and create as much of a focus on the Eastern Cape as possible. We're always so proud to have our province's talent on our stages. And Eastern Cape is always loud and proud with us in the Fringe program, in the Curated program, in the Jazz program. Of course, our Eastern Cape Showcase is with us this year, so we'll have the Dakawa Music Festival, the Fingo Festival, the Eastern Cape Ensemble. Our opening ceremony will be a celebration of all things in the Eastern Cape. So we continue to do work with our local communities. Of course, we could always do more. We could always be more accessible to our local artists. And we really are working on improving that. Another exciting feature of this year's festival is the integration of the National Schools Festival. This interactive experience aims to cultivate youth arts within the country. Well, the Schools Fest is, is once again uh, something that we haven't done in a while. So it's going to be amazing to welcome a group of about 200 uh, learners from across the country to be part of the festival. Obviously, they 
are, they attend events and enjoy shows, but they also have a workshop program of their own so that they are informed about the arts, are inspired, and very importantly, these are our arts audiences of the future. These are artists of the future. These are our future marketing officers, CEOs, chief executives. These are the people that are going to shape our future. And, of course, the National Arts Festival wants to be part of their growth, part of their inspiration, and part of their life's journey um, because that's really where we need to start with growing arts audiences is with children, with youngsters, to show potential and hope and inspiration. Don't miss the action at the 2022 National Arts Festival. Visit the festival webpage at nationalartsfestival.co.za. Right on cue. Hashtag NAF2022. The impact of the National Arts Festival goes beyond businesses and artists. Our reporters Leah Borna, Leo Mbangi and Mila Hangana went around the town of Makanda asking the public about their expectations for the 2022 National Arts Festival. Jengokuba sibona ukuba ifestivali seqalile Makanda. Namhlanje sisajikeleza idolophi sibuza abantu ukuba balindele indoni kule festival yaKlonyaka. Ah, akoni needs more than like performances. Um more especially le kabongeziwe. Yeah. And as long as that kind of man, like a chance, he will get in the life. So, yeah, go get a chance. Dilindele, job opportunities. Yes, it is creative. Yeah. Mm, no, I'm. I'm going to job opportunities. And abantu basebenze kakhle to festival, you know. Yeah. Ah, dilindele, job opportunities. Dilindele, job opportunities. Um. Financially and Arts Festival. Festival break between COVID pandemic yongeland so they expected that it be festival much more in cool criticism it's a part like a movie in my hey go the national arts festival yalonyaka i saw the fun in a color is a fun there's a color a family power kumbula in the banana because i'm a break yeah two years and then they acting in the banana attendance in coco you know, but it declining like a cool because of the fears and is in present But all in all, uh, it's not gonna be the same as as in as the Situla Kozo, National Arts Festival. Gang is at Gendis Begleongenta, especially in the two years break, Skesai Fuman. Even I impact in Kuluka cool. So therefore, I so fun at that. Imvula shame is going to ruin it. For the people also get banda and whether I say crimes down, yeah, chincha in a mood swings. And the Lindele Lukulu, we as festival as a Wenzaka Glonyaga, go by Iamiliminaga in a Yenzeki, so Zausal and Funubonakoza Gwenzakandoni, in a Kumkukabasabamabaza, baby pana, business in the Victula, the performer, so the Vyaka Kulubaka at festival in the Lindele Lukulu. Lindele Uring, Mazingo, see, Nombasa, Quacunia, no Bongeziwe, Quacunia, 
ne performances zase drama department yeah while on the topic of expectations i am joined in studio by the lovely jenna kreitzman who is here to talk to us about the story of ava cassidy jenna is a writer on this year's q media team and was beaming after seeing the production hi jenna welcome to the studio hi nay <laughs> thank you for having me you're welcome um so what can you tell me about the story of ava cassidy so i saw the story of ava cassidy today at 10am at Guy Butler Theatre. Oh my goodness, it's not it's Thomas Pringle Hall. Did I say Guy Butler Theatre? It's Thomas Pringle Hall. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> it's performed in Thomas Pringle Hall. Um I went into it sort of just knowing briefly what the production was about from um the NAF program. And after leaving it, I am obsessed with Ava Cassidy now. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, but who is Ava Cassidy? basically Ava Cassidy um was a performer who only gained sort of worldwide success after she died at the age of 33 um following a battle with skin cancer so Carrie Hiles um together with Alanda Bortma please excuse me if i'm saying their <laughs> names wrong um put together a piece chronicling the life of Ava Was there something specific that drew you to this performance? Uh I've seen some of Carrie's work before. She's an East London based performer. Um and I think this has to be one of my favorite productions. It's sort of set up um in the sort of cabaret style, so Carrie acts as narrator to telling the story of Eva's life. She also plays the bass guitar, she's singing and then she's accompanied with another guitarist and a drummer. Oh wow. And um you said you've seen a few of um Carrie Hiles's performances before, um but this one was your favorite. So what made this one stand out? This one I think sort of its simplicity in its storytelling really gripped me. Uh you know there was no sort of formal acting no sets no costuming it was just people playing music and narrating a story and you know purposefully picking songs that linked to the mood of that point in the story and i really enjoyed that um in an age where stranger things season 4 has a production value of over a million dollars per episode which is wonderful um It's sometimes quite nice to strip things down and just have it in its almost raw form. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I know it's it's cliché to say, but you always hear that there's, you know, there's beauty in simplicity and I guess that extends to the the theater world as well as you've said with these two performances that you've seen. Would you watch it again? Yes. Um my mom and sister are coming up for fest. and i told them mom as soon as i left mom you have to watch this like i will watch it with you again i would gladly go every day of fest that it's on it's it's really wonderful uh i also think the setting really adds to it that might yeah. have been do you think maybe that was purposefully done to kind of set the venue to to the story that's being told so that as the audience you kind of feel like you're a part of the story 100% yeah even the tablecloths on the tables felt like that sort of time period of when she was making music so it's it almost it set out as if 
I'm sitting in a sort of 1960s bar. And there is a bar available, um, which is great when it's not 10 in the morning. <laughs> but it sort of really feels like I'm watching Ava Cassidy and her band perform live. Um, beautiful lighting. It also sort of feels a bit misty and it's quite dark. Yeah, this is really, really immersive. Wow, that sounds amazing. Um, so if there are any of our listeners who are questioning which shows to go to, why would you say this is one that they should attend? So I know some people aren't into the musical shows, sort of music, you want sort of drama or comedy. Um, but I think this has a bit of everything. It's not quite a musical it's not like Carrie's acting and then all of a sudden she randomly breaks out into song it's a lot more laid back it feels a bit conversational in its nature so I think people who enjoy music will enjoy it because there's lovely music beautiful singing um, but for those who sort of question whether these kind of shows are for them it's a lot more informal and not as structured Okay, well, that's that's great to hear. I will definitely see if I can make a plan to go Yay. see it. So thank you so much for coming in studio, Jenna, and enjoy the rest of National Arts Fest. Thanks, Nay. You too. Thank you. Day two of the National Arts Festival came and went as quickly as the first, and excitement continues to build throughout the town. We can't ignore the impact on the community as a whole, and as we heard from Jenna, these shows are not to be missed. If you're overwhelmed by the choices, be sure to join the Q Media WhatsApp or Telegram groups where you'll receive Q Daily. Q Daily includes a day-by-day, easy-to-navigate program to help you decide what you want to attend. You can find the links to these groups on the Q Media page on www.growcots.ru.ac.za. Feel free to engage with us on social media at q.online on Instagram, at Fest on Twitter, and at QFest on Facebook. And with that, we have reached the end of the second episode of Right on Q. Join us again next time where we'll bring you our top stories, best interviews, and some insight into what's happening in Makanda. Of course, don't forget to tune in to Q Radio on 89.7 FM at 9am, 12pm, and 5pm for our live shows. Until next time, thank you for listening. Have a great fest and stay safe. NAF 2022, it will change you. 89.7.